This is Amanda from Dating Will Be the Death of Me. Today we have a special guest, so I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey everyone, and thank you Amanda for inviting me. Um, I am Dee from UK Birmingham, and I am a self-love and embodiment coach for women, and what I do is specifically help them overcome any obstacles, self-sabotaging beliefs, limiting beliefs, all in the name of self, soft self-love. Awesome. So how long have you been coaching? Um, it's been a year and a half now. Um, but the journey itself has been quite, so I qualified just before COVID. And then I wasn't, I was a bit unsure about what I wanted to actually do. And that was also in the case of whether I was going to take this full time, part time, because I was working as well. And then when I first began through the training that I undertook I thought oh mindset coaching is what I would like to do and um, just because of the techniques and tools because I learned a lot about NLP and that just didn't feel like authentic or in aligned to me and my purpose my mission as a coach and what and so, is um, sorry what is NLP oh neuro-linguistic practitioner program okay programming for practitioner sorry um so it's just the way in which you understand someone's language their behaviors their values and you use their language to hopefully promote positive action so it's about understanding the ways of words and how words can actually align with the right actions um in brief um so yeah i learned a lot about that a bit of eft um and i just didn't feel aligned to be doing mindset coaching especially within today's society when there's a lot of information around mental health awareness i felt like I just, I know there's loads of mindset coaches, but for me, I think there was just this pull around, I don't want to offend anyone who has like anxiety or depression or something um, more severe than what I'm trying to help someone else with. Um, so I just thought, okay, let me go back to the drawing board and pause. And then I was like, what am I passionate about? And how can I make it more me and self-love, this concept around self-love and femininity and empowerment and inspiration as a woman just kind of clicked and it's been working in my favor ever since that changed it was a positive wake-up call for myself that's awesome so how many clients do you normally have at a time i tend to go for between 10 to 15 clients and um, at the moment because i'm a student gone, well, gone back to do my masters it's kind of the case of balancing around study time and client time and um, i'm also when i'm working full-time it's the case of oh how many individuals can i book in like what after a long day of work so 10 to 15 each month is the goal and um, just wasn't figuring out if it's going to be part-time or full-time mm -hmm. and those are the individuals who have worked so far they like the one-to-one -one experience because it's more personal um, and of course, a lot of individuals shed light on things that they haven't yet discussed with probably friends and family. And um, so then doing it in a group setting is something that they're not really comfortable with. And I don't mind like doing one to one, it's more personal, it's more intimate. And um, yeah, the healing that people witness is just powerful in itself. So hopefully I can do some group sessions, but for now, the people that are attracted are just like one to one only. Yeah. And is it something that is like long term or? Is it more something that you want to kind of help someone with and then kind of send them on their way? Um, so with coaching, because it's more of the futuristic 
implementation of helping you get to where you want to be. It's the case of whatever you're going through right now, let's solve it. Mm. Let's get some action to it so that in the future you don't have to like address it or deal with it. So hopefully it's just like a dealing with a, a problem, problem. I don't want to say problem, but let's say a development area right now. And um, that's going to help you, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in your career, relationship with yourself, with others, your mindset, um, health or something like, if it's going to be something right here, right now, let's go for it. Because say, for example, I know some people do, but using the example as a personal trainer, mm-hmm. I don't think you want to be paying for a personal trainer for like a year or now. You probably want to like learn the skills, techniques and build the confidence to work out in the gym by yourself so then you can just meet your goals and then if your goals change then yeah you might get another personal trainer whether it's to I don't know become a weightlifter lose weight and train in a certain sports or do a certain type of training I think as you evolve and learn more about yourself you'll change your needs especially within the coaching industry accordingly. Awesome I like what you said about a development area rather than a problem because I, yeah. I feel like language does matter so much and like the way you speak to yourself totally changes how you think in, in your mood. Um, I, one of my therapists mentioned, like, speak kind words to yourself, because it's so easy to beat yourself up about things. And it was like, so it's such a simple, obvious thing, right? Like, you should be nice to yourself. But I feel like we're the toughest on ourselves. And sometimes the most unkind. And it's important, like, from an NLP perspective, because that's all we learn. That's all I learned was language, language, language. So I'm always aware of how I speak to myself, how I speak to others, and making sure, because also like being like within the spiritual community, there's a lot of power of the words and speaking it into existence. So it's okay. So just being mindful of how much power you have in your tongue. And depending on the type of person you are, you probably won't say so many mean things to somebody else in comparison to how many things you'd say to yourself. Right. Find all around, really. Yeah. And we're so much more typically like, uh, forgiving or accepting of you know this person is in this situation oh it's probably because all of these outside forces yeah. rather mm-hmm. than when we find ourselves in a, a situation it's like well, what did I do to get myself here yeah. so I, I feel like that's been a, a big mindset change for me that is still like I'm still working mm-hmm. through it it's like a constant of course, of course. yeah because you know it's not I don't think it would ever be perfect but the fact that you're more aware of it and you're more um conscious of how you're speaking I think that's um, progress within, within itself. Like I don't, I don't know anyone at the moment who's completely like I'm there yet because right. there's another lesson that you need. Then need to learn. And I just throw so many things at you. So how do you best practice self care? Is there like well, certain things? So, oops, one more time. Sorry. Um, like how do you best practice self care for yourself? So one thing that I do do is journaling a lot. Um, so if I'm not talking, I'm writing. I'm quite good. I'm a, I quite like writing. I think um, as an individual, there's times when I'm thinking about a lot of there's a lot of things that are going on in life. And like the first thing in the morning or just before bed, journaling helps. And no, it's not every single day, but the days when I feel heavy with emotion and, and confusion, I definitely get my book out and write about it. And then within the next week or so, I'll read over and I was like, ah, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense as to why I was feeling this way. Or, um before I could start something new, it's just a case of like letting go of any limiting beliefs or any doubts or any fears. So like writing about that might help. Um 
another way of, in which I promote self-care is I'm a bubble bath girl. Like I like to sit in the sit in the in the bath for as long as possible, just like like giving my body some time to relax, recharge. Um, I do that type, that type of cliche self-care Sunday type of thing. That's, <laughs> that is a big thing for me because I think as much as self-care is more than those things that are on a surface level, that type of surface level thing is something that I enjoy. Um, as well as gymming, keeping myself quite active. Um, I do like to ascertain to an extent a nice, healthy lifestyle. Um, so looking after my body, especially with health and well-being because that's something that when I had a lack of self-care, I neglected that. I would definitely say I neglected looking after myself. Um, and I would say, just for a third one, self-care. Um, well, I would say it's a, a, a knowledge thing, a learning thing. Like, I do my best not to have an influx of, um, you know, the personal development, self-help genre type of books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do listen to a few people who have, like, inspiration and are quite motivational. I've read a few things that... I, can, I go back to whenever I'm a bit like confused or I need a bit of guidance and so forth and um, yeah so that's the things I actively do and previously I have been like therapy counselling and um, finding a support group if I need to be if needs be and um, yeah I pretty, I pretty much just set an intention to have a good day and I'm a pretty happy person I'd say I know that's not always so I'll say like eight times out of ten I'm pretty much a happy person now and I know there's days that are that are quite low, but um, that's that's just me. But I will I will elaborate. Like on the days when I do feel low, I'm still trying to navigate and understand and process emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I'm not used to dealing with down downwards emotions as such. Like I used to, like before I, I had a really bad depression. But I guess as I've worked on myself, um, I kind of push those memories or push that feeling away and um, so then now when I have like an upset day or an angry day or like a really emotional day it, it's draining so I'm still yeah. I guess working yeah. out how to do how to relegate and um, regulate my emotions again and definitely like my self-care little things how like the journaling the baths the gymming gymming definitely helps as well mm-hmm. so I guess a combination of all the three of those helps especially when I am a bit low vibes <laughs> Is there anything that, like, hasn't worked? Like, you've read, you know, oh, this is going to be great for your mental health or your physical health, and you do it, and you're just like, that's not for me. That's a good question. I think I've tried a few things. Um, hmm. Good question. Oh, I think, but it hasn't worked. Because I know for me, like, journaling initially was just so not for me. Yeah, but then I think yeah. it was something that I, I got used to and it, it did mm-hmm. start to help more. But that was one where I was like, oh my gosh, everyone says journaling helps them yeah. and it's not it's not doing it for me. Because there's so much out there. It's true. And I've, I've read so many different things about journaling. There's so many different ways to journal. Mm. Um, I haven't done it yet, but somebody, I was listening to a podcast, they mentioned um, even doing a food journal is a good idea. Because you might have a day where you're, you might reflect, you know, oh, I'm so full of energy and blah, blah, blah. And you've, like, ate, like, more healthy foods. Or, you know, like, you stayed, you stayed away from, like, junk food or something. Or mm-hmm. you didn't eat something too heavy. And then in comparison to the days when you probably ate something bad, you might feel like, oh, I've been a bit anxious today. I've been a bit like that, that. And I was like, oh, I've never thought about journaling my food and then reflecting about how I felt or what. Because 
it does have a, a link to a certain degree. I would say in the initial stages with things that haven't worked, but now I've changed how I do it is was meditation, I would say. Okay. I found meditation okay. quite challenging because there's so many things where um well well I read it was like, oh you're not allowed to think at all, you're not allowed to move, you're not you have to be like really still. So it was a case of focusing on the things that I had to be rather than enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um when I decided to go through um like support groups and group sessions with meditation and actually have someone explain what it is and how it benefits you. I was like, oh, okay. So that helps eventually, but the beginning stages of it didn't help at all. Like I was like, I was going happy. I was just like, okay, what do I do with this? <laughs> now, now that, that definitely helps. But, um, because it's, it's not a regular thing. It's like every other morning, especially mm-hmm. the days when I'm like, overwhelmed with um, emotion and thoughts, should I say, that's when I, I definitely draw towards and promote a more of a clear mindset. Awesome. I, I had a very similar experience with meditation because I did judo and we would always end class with meditation. And my sensei was like, just picture like you're peeling sticky notes off of like a board in your mind. And I'm like, okay. And then I would start thinking about something and yeah. just it's like yeah. more sticky notes on there. So yeah, it was definitely, it's a practice. And I think the more you do it, the the more it works for you definitely um what's your favorite part about coaching people um I learn from them and it's the case of I know that some of the programs that I've set up has been for a reason but then actually see it come to life like a session that I've planned okay session one with this client and then we go through this type that uh, this type of questioning and and this type of homework and then hearing their feedback and um, when they have emotional breakthroughs that's really like powerful because I'm like oh something I've set up has helped them like change their perspective of themselves of um, their lifestyle mm-hmm. and watching them grow and change also motivates me too and um, so like it could be the case of they're wanting to um, promote their confidence. So an, an example was someone wanting to find the confidence to speak up and talk to their boss about um, how overworked they were feeling. So it's the case of, okay, how are they going to go about this? So we did a bit of role play and um, said, like, what's the best you can gain from doing this? What's the worst you can gain? We went through all of that. And then the following week, um, a few days after, should I say, she had a conversation and things worked out in her favour. And it's just a case of that, okay, she's built courage, she's built confidence. And yeah. then I will always reflect on that, okay, where in my life do I probably need to be a bit more confident or a bit more courageous? And it's just a case of like, I just learned through them. It's like a mirror work sometimes, and it's it takes me <clears throat> it takes me back a little bit. But I'm like I'm so proud of them, and now okay, let me be proud of me because I know that there's probably something that through the learning that I've gained from them. Okay, what can I now do and um, to better myself? But it's not always constantly bettering, bettering, bettering myself. That's what I've learned not to do. It's not the case of like I'm a broken project. It's right. the case of like how can I improve if I need to if I. Need, need, get my drift is the case of like learning through them when a lesson needs to be learned I guess that's awesome Uh, um is there anything that's still particularly like challenging when it comes to coaching people is there any specific like thing that was really hard to coach someone through um a few things actually I think if I speak about it from the beginning stage um a lot of individuals um because we have 
great help with therapy, psychology and counselling, the difference between what a coach can do between a therapist can do those lines sometimes get blurred mm-hmm. um, and I always encourage individuals to go to therapy because um, that's like the starting journey of um, a lot of things um, that could be going on in their lives um, whereas coaching is like future action and if you haven't kind of dealt with certain things in the past it, it, it would be difficult to try coaching or address coaching if you feel like that's what you want to do. Um, so I had a lot of individuals, um, I guess this is more like a, 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 a learning lesson from a business perspective. So a lot of individuals like DM me and explain a lot of their situation and we'll be going back and having conversations in the DMs. And I didn't want it to be like an advice session because right. as a coach, it's best to avoid giving individuals advice and telling them what to do because you're not in control of the outcome. That's why with coaching, it's like we go through um, different um, different opportunities or different ways of thinking about the situation and then leaving the power in the coachee's hand. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, when individuals have come to me for advice, that kind of, I'm kind of like, no, 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 I don't want to tell you what to do or what's right for you because I don't even know the start of your situation because with my programs, I always try to get a better feeling, better understanding of them. If I don't know nothing about you, I'm not going to tell you this is what's right for you, um, <clears throat> for sure. Um, I haven't had any, I guess as well, because the other the other problem, not problem, the other issue, challenge that I've had is um, everyone's different. And whilst I do plan some programs to... Um, or session, sorry, to get a specific result. Some activities are just not for an individual, and I've learned how to adapt or at least give a list of certain things that could be um, altered so that they give it a go. So say, for example, that's one type of activity that I do, which is like, a lot of people have heard from it, but it's a case of writing a letter to yourself. Mm-hmm. And say, having mm-hmm. said you're not really much of a journaler, you found that challenging that activity you might not even feel as though you're going to gain anything so then I say okay how about you do a video to yourself or a voice memo to yourself um, or draw a picture and then when we come to the final session we can watch it together we can hear about it we can listen to it because it's more about the intention as to why you started coaching and where you hope to be and when we get to the end of the session how do you actually tick off all of the things that you that you want for yourself and so I've learned that to be flexible with my approaches for individuals because I just want to get them results and I want them to actually feel like the work is um, powerful and having an impact on them. So I guess that's the two challenges that I'll definitely say I've, I've, I've experienced. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And I'm assuming because people like seek you out, yeah. you don't experience like a lot of pushback. Is there any times when people are like kind of hesitant to to the coaching or like, totally like nope that's no not going to do that yeah definitely definitely i think for one sometimes it could be a that they're not ready and mm-hmm. um, whilst they feel as though they want to make a change and um, they're not too sure if this is a change that they're ready to commit to because it, it, it is about taking themselves out of a comfort zone and doing something this time and i always stress that there's accountability like if you need me to I'll hold you accountable and some individuals don't want to have somebody like always on their case right now um another rejection we call it in coaching is the fact of 
somebody might not have the financial gains at the minute. And I, I think that's absolutely fine, especially with the women who I work with, like some of them have came out of university, some of them are mothers. And um, so I always offer the option of a payment plan, if that is the case. And mm-hmm. um, but again, I always, like we were taught as coaches, like, um, what, how much would you put, like, what was the price you put on your happiness or change? And the answer should be like prices. Like if you could wake up the next day and know that, by doing this or making this investment in yourself you're going to become a better person or at least develop in this specific area of your life then by all means definitely do it because i had hesitation myself i had to pay for um my qualification i had to pay for a business coach to learn about the business side of things and yeah. okay so like yeah. i was willing to make that investment in myself because i knew i needed the knowledge that someone else had essentially that will help me in um, as a coach and as now a business owner um <clears throat> I would say another pushback that individuals have is, um, I guess for me actually, I've had a lot of individuals say I'm too young, um, and I think like you're they, too young. Yeah. So oh. um, they look at my profile and they're like, oh, but how are you doing what you're doing? And um, I just feel like I'm a wise soul and I've got the qualifications and I've got the experience. Um, but I had like a few. Um, they told me that it was their friends actually. They said that they sent my profile to their friends and their friends said that I'm too young. We had such a great conversation around um, like what I have before. What I have before so I know if I'm the right fit is a clarity call and a clarity call just lets me know um, what's currently going on in their life and why they might potentially want to have a, a coach now. Um, so we have that call and we're having like amazing breakthroughs and they're ready to invest and whatnot and then it was a case of then they went ghost because I think the influence of their friends like they're too young. I'm like, I'm twenty five, I'm qualified. I know it's like it's not like, I'm not out there saying like I'm a life coach per se, because I know that there's so much more life experience that I'm yet to gain. But like in terms of like my own specific niche, I would back, I hope to I'd back myself. This is the case of I think what some individuals they're like, Oh, um, you're just a bit too young for me and I'm like well I can't really do anything about that to be fair but that's one pushback that I've had and I've just had to deal with it and like I don't know do I need to dress up a little bit more put a bit of makeup on this is just me because I promote authenticity I post um in my pajamas I I don't mind you know what I mean I want you to be comfortable and I want to be just as comfortable so yeah that's that's just a a, a I don't even know is it a physical um flaw of mine yeah. yeah, yeah, like you said, I, I can't change it. Like, yeah. but that's interesting. People are funny. Yeah, yeah, because I think at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't see my face changing drastically in the next ten years, and my life might change drastically in the next ten years. But um, I kid you not, I've literally looked the same like how I do since I was like. 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I know, I know they're doing this, but like, there's just like a little photo of me. Oh. But, um, yeah, you, you look very similar, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're going to be like 40 and everyone's going to look mad. Yeah, gonna... yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not a bad thing at all. Um, so because my podcast is kind of about like dating and relationships mm-hmm. and, and stuff, how much of that comes into coaching like do you feel like a lot of people come to you and they're struggling with confidence just like on a daily basis but it also mm-hmm. kind of bleeds into their dating life or in yeah. relationships yeah I want, i'll start on a positive to be fair okay a lot of the women who i've worked with they have started off single 
And then they've then told me that they now are in a relationship or have started dating. And I'm like, oh, you go, girl. I don't know what I'm doing, but you go, girl. So, and then going back to them, I would say it was definitely a, a, um, a case of confidence. Um, but that confidence is more central to themselves. I think um, if you weren't able to establish your own voice, your own purpose, your own passion within the expectation from someone else when you're in union or in a relationship, um, you're only setting yourself up for failure, really, because you have that expectation for someone else to love you and care for you in a certain way, um, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think a few individuals weren't... I would say they weren't really looking for love, but I guess I'm going to quote, they were unlucky in love previously. And of course, like, I've already been through that. I know what it feels like to have something go wrong because it has such a knock-on effect with your um, confidence and like how you then perceive relationships in the future. So just from the top of my head, there was an individual where they she had dated someone, they got close, and then it was just a case of, um, it was more like the, revel the revelation of it all was like she found out he was just pretty much using her for his own gain. Mm -hmm. And that kind of left a trauma wound, like a patch in that relationship to like not know, okay, does someone actually love me? Or is it just the fact that they might just want to sleep with me? Do I actually trust someone and open up to them? Or do I not? Because eventually they're going to leave me. And it's just the case of like working out um, how much you're willing to be vulnerable and be yourself, um, not only for yourself, but to someone else. Because it's the case of like, I always, I always like to say to myself, uh, taking away from clients, in my own dating life, it's the case of like, if I was to meet someone, I go off them rather than what has happened to me. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, 100%, and you don't want to like, give someone everything straight away because you don't know their intentions. But I can understand the frustration from someone else's perspective if they potentially, I don't know, I doubt them, I don't show them any trust, I don't show them any faith because I'm just basing their actions from what someone else has done to me. Um, so a lot of individuals, I guess there's like a, a relationship scar that we uncover probably the, like week four or five we uncover it um and it's the case of when that happens i definitely promote sessions around more compassion whether it's forgiveness of yourself forgiveness of someone else and working through how you can navigate more healing and forgiveness because without that you're going to just struggle with the next person you encounter or the next dating experience or even like friendships like you'll always find that struggling aspect um, if you're not willing to just be compassionate and forgive yourself for previous unfortunate circumstances, really. Yeah, and it, it is so hard, like you said, because once you had someone break your trust and, like, when you have been vulnerable and it kind of, kind of is thrown in your face, mm -hmm. you want to just shut down and you want to, like, close up. But if you are seeking a relationship, it's really hard to get to know people and, and build a, a strong relationship if you're not fully yourself. So that's definitely something that I've struggled with in the past. And I, I think it was kind of getting over the the block and just saying, well, someone's not going to know me. Someone's not going to be able to love me unless yeah. I show them who I am like fully. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. That's, that's a good point. It is hard. <laughs> it is. I wouldn't, I'd be lying if I said it's easy. Like I am single at the moment. Um, I've spoken to people, I've gotten to know them, um, and that's been a, 
I guess from where I am now in comparison to where I once was, that's been an unpleasant experience. Before it was more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess now where I'm at is more so longevity. I'm not like a, I've realized like I'm not a dating girl. I'm more like, I want to be, I'm a, I'm a, I'd rather be like a girlfriend girl type of thing long term. And I think now uh, where I'm at right now, that's what I'm looking for. So my intentions, if I was start dating or like talking to somebody is to see whether or not, okay, you are going to be with me long term. Not like putting pressure on me, like, oh my God, you're going to marry me. Kind of <laughs> but actually like, like knowing, is this going to go further than I anticipate as well? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good mindset to have because I do date. <laughs> I hate it, but I'm just like, I'm like, I gotta put myself out there if I expect to find someone, but it's, it's exhausting because not everyone is out there with like the same intentions as you. And a lot of people aren't honest and truthful with their intentions, which that's like my biggest pet peeve is Mm -hmm. like, if I'm being totally honest, I expect the same back. So, you know, I'm looking for a relationship and there's so many people who are like, oh yeah, no, me too. Yeah. They'll tell you that like, that's what you're looking for. The next thing you know, you're in a two-year talking stage. And you're like, what? what's been going on? Do you know what I mean? And I think, like, just through the work that I do, I think owning your voice and owning anything, like, if you put yourself out there and, and list your standards, like, I want this, this and that, then someone will be like, okay, I can give you this, but I can't give you that. You kind of know where you stand. Yeah. Um, and then with coaching, like, with women, they say that they want confidence, they want healing, they want to get over this. Okay, let's do that. Like, if you own the power of your word and you've got those right intentions, but definitely you'll achieve what you want. And with the dating world, it's a bit difficult because you have to actually find that, the, the missing piece to your puzzle. Mm-hmm. But, like, the reason why certain men don't fit in it is because it's just not for you. Yeah. There's, right, there's no other reason. It's just yeah. that's not your person. And potentially um, you might learn from them as well. Like you learn what you don't want versus what you do want as definitely. well. Um I had a long period of re- like learning what I don't want and then that was why I think I've just been like, no day is not for me because people have shown me like we're not compatible because of this reason or um we don't agree too much on this or our lifestyles are completely different. So I've had a t- I've had a lot of taste of what I don't want. Yeah. And now it's like figuring out what do I want now. So yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. Um so I just have a few like closing questions. Um mm-hmm. so my first one is well, I guess that kind of might have answered like what is a piece of dating advice that you live by or or wish you lived by? Like mm. you kind of answered, but I think, yeah, I think I've kind of answered it, but I think what's coming to mind, if I haven't said it properly, it's just the case of um, make sure your cup is full first um, and ensuring that you have done as much work on yourself as you can right now without putting the expectation on someone else to be the one to then potentially fill your cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say that because as individuals, especially with like relationship and dating, it's a it's an energy exchange. It's like expectation that, like you said, you expect this from them and they expect this from you. So it's the case of making sure it's balanced and fair. It's that both of you have done work and you're not bringing like past baggage, past problems, past encounters, people who don't need to now be entering this new field. And um, just make sure that you've done as much work as you can, just to make sure that this new um situation relationship whatever you're about to go into starts off healthy for sure 
And then what's something you're excited about right now? Say that one time it crept up. What's something that you're excited about right now? Ooh, right now, oh, it's not even anything to do with what we've spoken about, but I've got um, my final exams. Uh, and then when my exams are done, I'm literally no longer a student. And then one, like, I'm still a student, but like my exams are done, I've just got my dissertation. But like, in that meantime, I'm definitely excited to go in with coaching on a different um, angle. Like I put it on pause, I haven't really like enrolled any clients in this month, which is the case. So like, I'm really excited to get back out there and meet new women and help change their lives again. <laughs> That's awesome. Good luck with your exams. Thank you. That's very exciting. Um, do you want to just kind of tell people where they can find you if they're interested in, in learning more about you? Yes. So my Instagram is do it with D and that's D with two double E's. Um, that's more coaching related. Um, if you do want to just listen to me chat about self-love, well-being and um, random situations that might occur to me when I'm reflecting and they can find me on my podcast channel on Spotify which is at it is that deep deep with three E's and that's where you can find me awesome thank you so much for coming on thank you thank like, you for inviting me definitely and you like you said you are a wise soul and you're not too young to <laughs> to do what you're doing you're killing it yeah if anything guys don't limit yourself don't put you in a don't put yourself in a box give things a go see how it works and if it was meant to be it will be awesome thank you so much you're welcome thank you amanda bye have a good rest of your day take care you too bye